Yo, welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast with Nate Dean. This is episode 10. Yes, 10 episodes of the podcast. And today what we'll be talking about is how tragedy has become normalized in our world and how us as believers, we just can't, we just can't fall into that trap. And how can we help others understand tragedy and weep with them as Jesus did? And also we'll be catching up with me what's been going on in Nate's life and also some tragedy in my life but also have I've seen just Jesus just work in my life in lessons that I have been taught so let's get to it Twitters and Instagrams and whatever I sound like old person but like as I scroll down these these accounts and these pages I see tragedy after tragedy after tragedy and all I see is a hashtag for the person who was hurt killed or whatever that was harmed and then they go away and their memory goes away And nothing changes. And people stand up and say change needs to happen. But then change doesn't happen. It it doesn't. And at first I, I fell into this idea. And I don't know if it's right or wrong. But for me it was wrong. It was man, I, I, I got to be able to move on. I got to have joy. I got to have peace. I got to have hope that Jesus is going to work and he's going to do his thing. And he's the king of kings and like he's going to do his thing. But to me, that thought is ridiculous. Because even when Jesus knew what he was going to do for Lazarus, even though he knew what he was going to do, that he was going to say, hey, move that rock. Lazarus is going to rock, is going to walk out. <laughs> he still wept with Mary. They were like, yo, Jesus, where were you? We needed you and you waited. They didn't, they didn't understand why. Instead of Jesus saying, do you know who I am? No, no, have hope in me. Have faith in me. It's, it's, it's going to get better, right? He tells them, why, you know, why do you have such little faith? <laughs> Instead of doing that, what he does is he straight up weeps with them. Is sad because he feels their sadness. He feels it. He weeps with them. Now, I see so many believers that weep alongside the people that are hurting. What I'm talking about is the two incidents. The incidents that have kind of affected me and have, have moved me ahead in this thinking and this idea and wanting to say this on the podcast was I was walking in this space of not wanting to offend anybody, but then I understand that God has given me this space to share what I want to share. This is therapy for me. I love it. I love getting the positive comments and the positive reviews. That's cool. But this is therapy for me. I love doing this. 
because I'm talking to myself. And then I get response. But I also love doing this because to me, this is worship for me as well. I get to talk about the things I love and then I get to talk about Jesus and how he's impacted me. And hopefully it impacts somebody else. But this is what I noticed. And and this is and this is what I'm beginning to realize and fall in line with or whatever statement you could say about this is that tragedy has become so normal that we forget why we were upset. But we also forget to weep with others. And there's two incidents what I'm talking about is the is the massacre at the Jewish synagogue. The place of worship. And I'm not, I I haven't seen this, but man, no one deserves to be killed. Especially when they're in the place of worship. Like, when they're in their place of worship, they do not deserve to be killed. It was a hate crime. It was racism. Whatever you want to say it was, that's what it was. And then, and these are what, this is what breaks my heart and brings me to tears. Almost every time is... <laughs> A kid was killed in a school. Kids have been killed in schools. I, I saw this thing on Twitter, right? Twitter, place that brings bad news, but also helps bring some statistics. Like, month, almost every month there has been a mass shooting since May or June. <laughs> it's, it's sickening. It hurts me. And I'm not even a part of this situation. It hurts me. Because I have kids that come up to me and they say, Nate, I'm scared. I'm scared to go to school, but I know I have to. You got kids joking about school shootings. You got kids not understand. You know, you just got confusion. Man, I was not, I'm not an old man, right? You know, you guys know my age. I always say it, right? But, like, I'm not an old man. I was in high school two, three years ago. But I wasn't as scared that my school was going to be shot as kids are today. I was rolling with one of my boys and I go, man, how do you feel about like all this like school shooting stuff and like what's going on? He goes, man, sometimes it's hard for me to want to go to school in the morning, especially the day after we hear about a mass shooting. Man, I went up to my this nearby school and they had a camera that you need to buzz in and then be let in. It, it, it's become normal to us. And I understand we need to defend ourselves. And I get it. But I, I, I posted this on my Facebook today. And what, I can't, what, I'm, what I'm coming to realize is that being quiet isn't going to work anymore. Just praying isn't going to work anymore. And, I, and listen, I'm not saying prayer doesn't work. I'm not saying we can't pray for those who are hurting. I'm not saying that. And a lot of us are like, well, I can't do anything else. Like the only thing that I can do to help is just straight up just pray. And that's so good. Like, yes, that is honestly, that's it. Just pray. Pray. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like all we need to do is prayer, right? Prayer, prayer covers all things. But I believe there's some action that needs to happen. Because, like, when we pray things to God, it's not just this answering machine that's like, yep, that's it, yep, that's it. There's some work that needs to happen. You know, like, my biggest prayer is that I get to lead many to Jesus at at a conference. 
have this vision of a stadium kid and there's going to be a kid in that stadium that doesn't have anything and he's going to give his life to Jesus and he's going to take the world by storm by the love of Jesus. That's a vision that I have for my life. But if I'm not doing anything to prepare for it, if I'm not in school, if I'm not learning more about his gospel and the meaning and the message and context, all this kind of stuff, I'm not working towards it. I won't be able to get to that. I, I just I just won't be able to. So we got to work because we have people that are hurting. Tragedy, tragedy has become normal, has become <laughs> It's become funny. And like how I see it as as a young dude is we see a tragic thing happen and we immediately politicize it. Immediately say this needs to be changed, this needs to be changed, and this needs to be changed. I saw the craziest tweet. It was an awesome tweet. And it said, hey, let's stop talking about policies and and start talking about people. Whoa, like that changed me. Like it didn't change me. But like it was like, whoa, let's stop talking about policies and begin to talk about people and talk to people. You know, we got so many people that are higher up that are making decisions. But wait, hold on. They don't understand the struggle. They don't understand what's going on. They don't understand what's happening. Like, no, people need to speak up and and start speaking on the decisions that are being made and saying, no, they're not okay. No, it's not working. No, no, no. Right. You can say it's going to get better, but it doesn't look better. I straight up had a kid text me and goes, yo, um, I know you say that God's going to make things get better and make things happen, but I don't see it right now, Nate. And I, what I tell that kid is, well, dang, like you're, you're right. You don't see it. But what I believe what that kid is missing is he's missing a community that comes around him that shows him the love of Jesus because we cannot physically touch Jesus. We can't dap up God. So it has to surround people and what has to bring positivity, if if you want to say that, is people, is community. Man, the believers that I'm seeing that are praying for Jewish people. That, you know, different beliefs, different values, different all this kind of stuff. At the end of the day, no. That's a person that was hurt in their place of worship. I couldn't imagine that happening in my place of worship. But it has happened even in a Christian church. Even in a Christian church. Tragedy hurts me. It makes my soul hurt. Man, if, if people are being killed and our souls are not hurting, I don't know. Like. Straight up, my opinion, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. But man, it's it's crazy how I've seen people change and communities change and actions change when community happens, when community comes together. It's amazing. I've I've, I've, I've known people that have straight up wanted to hit a person, beat a person, do whatever to a person. But what happened is they found community with that person. So they felt like they couldn't, they weren't an affected party. Or not an affected party, but they felt like they weren't, that they could come together, that there wasn't division, right? 
Because what also what happens is policies happen, but lines are then drawn. If you need to be on this side, you need to be on this side. Wait, when did meters care for people have to be a side? That should just be basic human. Like, I'm going to care for this person. I'm going to weep for this person. Because it gets this little news thing, gets us a news graphic, gets the views, gets the prayers and the laws and the thoughts. And that's all great. But what's going to happen? What are we going to do about it? Because I, I can't be the only one. I know I'm not the only one. That hurts when I see a kid died in school. In high schools. High schools that I walk into. Middle schools that I walk into. Places where I am, where I see these kids' faces and smiles. Man, I tell all my kids, I tell every single kid I do ministry with, I say, no, uh uh-uh. You're not just a kid to me. You're family. You're a brother and a sister. Collect like, because that's how I've been raised. Like, and that's how I've had to go through life is man, I cling on to people quick. Quick. I cling on to people. Like I cling on to people so fast and what I what I know about that is that makes me say, you know, your family, your family, and your family. Don't care if it's not blood. Don't care if we don't have the same mommy, same pappy. I don't care what it's like. Your family. I have people in my life. I have 10 women in my life that I call mama. They're mothers to me. Mothers have helped me. So many people. I got some people I call, you, you know, hey, you, you know, my father in the faith. Like, grandfathers in faith, like, I have some brothers, sisters, my guys, my dudes, like, all of them. Some of my guys, they call me dad. I'm not old enough to be any of their dads. I'm actually the age to be their brother. But, you know, it's like, no. No, like, we're together. So I see all my kids as one, and, man, I'm protective. Like, the girls that are in my, the girls know, like, they don't be playing around. Nay, straight up is not playing. He loves us. He's for us. He cares for us. I want every kid to walk away and say, even though I live in a world about people that we're caring isn't cool, Nate cares for me, and I need that, and it's so dope. That's the kind of community and kind of life and kind of want I want to shepherd, is that kids feel safe in community. Because now that we are a family, they have community. So there's peace upon them because they have that community. Well, you're using middle schoolers as an example. The world is more difficult than that. No. Mm. Jesus says, no. Uh-uh. Be like this child. And when I look at these children, like, when they're in this community, they are peaceful. I, I, I go to Young Life, and there's kids from all sorts of backgrounds that come together in, in community and have peace with one another. And I'm not saying, it, you know, that's that's the end to all of our issues. But we got to help kids know that it's okay to hurt. It's okay to be in tragedy. We got to let the world know it's okay to be in tragedy. It's okay to be hurt. We don't have to get back up all the time. It's okay to sit down and weep for a little bit. You know, I've said this. It's okay to lament. It's okay. It is okay. But in a world that's go, 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 go. We need to go and we need to go and we need to go. What happens is that people now have to say, okay, I've seen the issue and I can't do anything about it because I need to keep going. I need to keep moving. I need to keep doing and doing and doing. But maybe if this world stopped doing and started praying and started doing things um, with community, started hard. A harvesting, harvesting community started fostering community. And then we could see change that we want to see.
But if kids, if people aren't in community, then to me, we can't expect them to be peace. And when that community started, is Jesus saying, yo, I feel you. I'm going to weep too. I'm going to cry right here too. And then he went and did his thing. Let's weep with our people. Let's weep. But then let's go. Let's go do our thing. Let's walk with people. Because you can't reverse tragedy. It's You can't. It's tough. It's hard. But you can't reverse. But what you can do, what we can do, is try to make change happen. And foster fantastic, beautiful, peaceful community that that reaches for shalom. Not just among Christians, but shalom among every people group and among people. That's what I that that's what I envision. I'm gonna pray. Lord, I just pray right now that that your you know your will be done, your peace come and uh, on this earth and uh, as there is peace in heaven that it can come on earth and that you can show us the way that you've loved people the way you consistently consistently love people consistently love me god again it's hard to see you in this situation but Lord, we pray for your peace that's what we pray for your shalom you know we pray amen 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 hey now let's do some catching up with Nate. Yo, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Y'all went on a long rant with all that um <laughs> with all of that talk. But I, I thank you for listening to that. And um yeah, again, you know, this is therapy for me. This is therapy and I get to speak on things and I get to have a little voice in the world and whatnot. But yo, this generation is wants to see things happen, see things change, and I'm a part of that. And I want to see things change. I want to see things happen and speak out bravery and courage and not just be like, well, I'm too young. I can't say That's not true. I don't care how young you are, man. If a 10-year-old say something crazy to me, I might put it in my, I might put it in my freaking sermon next week. Who knows? Like, I, who knows? <laughs> I might put it in my sermon next week. Um, sweet. Well, I just want to do a couple points. What's, what's up with Nate? What's happening? What's going on with Nate? And the, uh, the first one is uh, school has started for me, and it's awesome. I'm I, I've always had a tough time with school, um, just because it was boring to me, and I didn't care about anything. I I'm not a big math guy. I'm not a, I I don't like science. Uh, it's not because of my faith. I just straight up don't like science. And um, I know some of you teachers are like, "Wow, this sucks." Um, but. <laughs> I'm not a big science guy. Uh, I do love history. I love history. Anyone that knows me knows I love history. Like history is my favorite. It's I don't know, it's just like learning about different cultures, learning about different lives, how people lived, like it's dope to me. And like how we got here today is always really cool to me. So what I watch on YouTube pretty much all day is just history videos, history of roller coaster like okay, I'll I'll know about that stuff. I love history. Um I love PE because it's PE. High school PE is sometimes it's, it's funny. It's it's funny. It's it's a funny time, but that is super fun. Uh, and then yeah, so I love those. I love those classes. Uh, but now I get to take classes that are focused on God and focus on Jesus, and there's so much fun. I'm reading right now a book called A Community called Atonement. And that's why I'm kind of getting this whole idea, a sense of community 
is that the premise of the book to me is like, yo, like we, we're, we're giving people this one sided thing, this one, this thing that has to be about one, one certain thing. But there's so many ways uh, he uses this golf, golf bag analogy like, yo, like we're just showing people one thing, but there's so many different ways we can explain this. And as I'm reading through the book so far, what I see is that a commu- community is important to him and that's important to helping understand atonement. Um, and what I believe what atonement can help us reach towards is peace, uh, peace with people, peace among men, peace among uh, all of us. So I, I, I've loved it, man. I'm I'm nerding out. Like, I don't really read textbooks usually. Like when I had English classes and even in college, like I wasn't a big fan. But now, yo, I'm going to keep it real with you. I love these classes, man. I love them. So school started and that's awesome. Um, sports are depressing right now. The Cubs didn't do it. Um, the Cubs didn't do it. <laughs> it's okay. The Lakers, I don't know what's going on. LeBron even looks mad now. Luke Walton going to get fired. Uh, but who knows? And then LeBron would just be coach player. They should try it. I really think they should try it. But, um, I'll chill out on the sports this episode. Um, God has just been so good in this season. And this is why. And and I want to finish um, with this. I don't have a long uh, podcast episode planned or a bunch of ideas, but um, I want to I want to finish with this. This to me, this has been really cool. And this could turn into a sermon real quick. So God has been teaching me about the work, not the platform. And what I mean by that is that he's he's teaching me how to work. Like, literally, like, work hard. Like, I'm not talking about, like, you know, seed and, like, working and building. No. Just to work hard. And that I need to get off the platform to learn that. This is what I've been learning. See, me, I I would consider myself uh, a man who preaches well. Um, has a lot to learn still. But I believe that I can preach well. Um, and that's where I thought, man, that's what I was supposed to be. Like, I thought I was going to be on stages every week preaching, 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 preaching. But that's not what I'm doing. I'm not. I actually haven't spoke a lot recently. I mean, I have a couple of places that I wanted me to speak, and it's cool. But, like, I haven't really, sp- like, spoke a lot. And I think why that is is I think God is straight up saying, like, like he's not putting, like, I know it sounds crazy, but like he's not putting me in these places because he's like, no, you need to work hard before you get this platform that you want so desperately. What I mean by work hard is like straight up like there's work. There was a job where I had to get up at uh, I had to go in at six. It was tough. It was hard. I was late a lot. But what I learned in that season was how to straight up just work. Like there was no breaks. I didn't I couldn't set my own schedule like there was breaks what I'm talking about. Um, but I could set my own schedule and that was really cool because no, um, because when I couldn't set my own schedule, sorry, I I said good. Uh, When I couldn't set my own schedule, um, I had to work hard. I couldn't do anything else. It was like, no, you want to get paid work. And I loved it. Clock in, clock out, got home late, chilled, ate dinner, went to go work out. And that was life. It was work hard work. There was no platform. No one knew that. No one knew that I was had to get up at six. No one knew that. My followers didn't know that. A lot of people didn't know that. Unless you were close to me. Like I was just working, working, and working. 
I was so desperately just wanted the platform and saying, look, Nate's doing great things for the kingdom that I actually wasn't able to do great things for the kingdom because I wanted to put get on this platform and and share on this platform. But God want me to work without the platform. See, what I believe is God wants to see people work and then he gives them their platform. God wants to see God will bless those, trust me, God will bless those who work hard, who work hard, not just in life, not just in their marriage, I'm not married, but like, not just in their marriage, not just in their lives, but who work hard for the kingdom and in their job, whether it be outside of ministry or in ministry, then he gives them the platform. I worked hard for a little bit, and then I got to share a little bit about Jesus and my faith. I worked hard. He gave me the platform. Now, I'm not saying you have to earn, um, you know, no, you're not. You don't need to earn God's love or anything like that. But I'm saying like straight up, like work hard. It, you'll be blessed by it. You straight up will be blessed by it. You know, like excellent. Be excellent in what you do. Because at first, when I was at my first ministry job, I, I, I was OK with OK. Like I was like, OK, like I'm doing all right at it. So I'm cool with that. But that wasn't okay. Like that straight up just wasn't okay. And that's 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 fine because I was literally I got into ministry like my first like job um, in ministry straight out of high school. Uh, I've been serving in ministry for a long time, but straight out of high school is my first job, job, job. Um, but it's just been it's just been so good to work hard. Um, and not have this platform, people looking up to me, people saying, well, Nate needs to get on this platform. And I get to share Young Life Talks, but I'm not sharing sermons um, or anything like that. It, it's it's just been a sweet season. It's been a restful season because I don't have to keep preparing week after week after week after week. And I know that will be uh, a part of my future and a part of my life later on. But right now, man, I'm I'm jealous of myself because this season is restful. It's working. It's going fan fantastic so i want to encourage you with that like lead well young leader like (laughs) the work is in the process the work is going to happen and it's all about the work it's all about the process matt harder said that last week like it's all about the process trust the process enjoy the process be a part of the process be present in the process but understand that uh work the work is more important than the platform trust me it is 98% 98% of what you do in ministry and in life will not be seen by people. And that's okay. But a lot of us, we want people to understand, oh, I'm, I'm getting up in the early in the morning. I'm reading my Bible with my eggs. Like, no, just do it. Just work hard. Just do it. Like Nike, whatever. Anyway, just do it. And um, it, 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 it's been a rest season. It's been a great season. It's been a season where... I didn't know it was going to happen and I didn't notice it literally until just before I started recording today. And I was like, wait, this is what God is teaching me. God is teaching me that I need to be able to work without the platform. And then I will be given the platform because I was able to able to work hard. You know, you got to trust me with little before you can trust me with much. And I believe right now he's trust me with little, but he wants me to do much out of the little that he has trusted me with. And I'm okay with that. A lot of us are like, well, God doesn't trust me. I haven't given him a reason to trust me. Um, 
But I want to, and I want to serve him, and I want to do it well. So that's what I'm doing right now. Work hard, and then you'll be given the platform. Um, so that's Nate. Uh, that's what's been going on in my life. Um, uh, I just wanna, I just wanna thank you straight up. Like this is just, I know I say thank you a lot again, but I just wanna thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, there was a, there was a part of me that was like, do I really put these out? Should I keep going? Was it, is it working? And your guys' feedback has just been amazing. Reviews on uh, Apple and has just been amazing. So I just want to thank you. We're going to keep going. We're going. But I thank you so much uh, for listening to this podcast. Keep sharing it with your friends, with your homies. This is for everyone. It's called the Youth of the Nation because I'm a youth dude that's sharing to the youth of the nation and to anyone in the world. But, again, this is for anyone to listen, to encourage anybody. Um, But to summarize what I've been talking about is hey tragedy cannot be normalized it must um, it must be treated as important as crucial uh, to our human walk and to our human life and uh, the way we do life with people and may we be in community with people may we experience community with people Um, and also hey work hard and god will give you the platform i trust me trust me and trust him in that in that process it will give you the platform. But you gotta work hard. You gotta serve him well. You gotta do it well. Uh, but hey guys, thank you again for listening to the Youth Thousand Nation podcast, episode ten. Are you kidding me? Episode ten. It's been awesome. Hey, and next week we got a main, uh, just an awesome dude. One of my main dudes, uh, Jeff Thorpe is hopping on the podcast for a nice interview. If you check out my story, you can tell that we recorded uh, just a little bit earlier, um, but it's been such an awesome, it was such an awesome time editing it and just hearing the good word again and again and again. Um, so, hey guys, I just want to thank you for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 10, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to check us out next week. Also, if you want to communicate with me, there's a Google form which you can send any feedback, questions, or even a shout out to me. Go ahead and check that out in the description. And also follow me on Instagram at underscore Kybird. Again, at underscore Kybird. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Keep it real. Keep it love. Peace.